you're all very welcome back to the Can Projects podcast where we love to talk about culture, arts, nature and wellness. And you're all very welcome back to the second part with Dara Clear from the Clear Out podcast. And we just took a wee little break uh, just to play the and we are back. So Dara, how are you doing? I'm very well, thanks. Good. And uh, this will probably, this is part two with Dara. And uh, for anyone who missed the first part, I highly recommend you go and check that out. And even more than that, I recommend that you go to check out Dara's podcast and website, The Clear Out Podcast. And in the first part, we were kind of talking about uh, all, all kinds of stuff came up there, really. There was uh, wellness was the main thing, little bits of philosophy. Big theme that came up was open dialogue and kind of self-care and basically being honest with ourselves and with each other. And we're going to get into all of, all of, a bit more of that now. So, Chris, how are you anyway? You're going very quiet there. I'm grand. I'm grand. I was on mute so that my background noises don't disturb everyone. Yeah, good. <laughs> very considerate. Yeah. Yeah, I had to give I, Yeah, I don't know what's up with the audio today, but... um. Anyway, I won't make excuses about that. But uh, so yeah, sorry for having to 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 uh, cut across you there, Dara. But we we were where were we going there um, with that? You were. Uh, I think you were going to ask me about the the start of the uh, the the website to clear out. Yeah, was it twenty thirteen? You started that up. Yeah, exactly. So um, I, basically, in twenty thirteen, I'd been living in Australia for about three years. My wife is Australian, and we met here in Ireland, and. Funnily enough, you like this. Uh, you had George Higgs on your show a few weeks ago, yeah? Yeah. Um, but my wife and I met in one of George's shows. Like, we were both performing in one of George's shows. Oh, great. And uh, that was that was the uh, the beginning of a beautiful relationship. Yeah, um, but in any case, Sorry? The, the gorillas. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the, the, gorilla, the gorilla opera. That one was called the suicide of misunderstood. Um, so, you know, George, he's a unique talent. It was, it was a great experience. But um, in any case, so my, my wife and I, we met here in Ireland and we've been, I guess we've been together for about nine years here. And then we decided to go out to Australia for a while. And we moved out to Melbourne. And that's where my wife had been born. And she didn't grow up in Melbourne, but that's, we wanted to go to a, a city where neither of us had kind of been just go and give it a lash for a while, you know? What's it like to live in Australia? You know, my wife had done the Irish thing. It was my turn to go there. So we'd been there for a couple of years. And, you know, I'd been acting in Ireland and going out to Melbourne. It just didn't feel like it was the right choice, like just the kind of cost of living. Um, and so I ended up taking work as an operating theatre technician. And I worked in a private hospital in Melbourne for a couple of years helping set up the theatre for um, surgery and making oh, sure all the equipment was lined up properly, you know, make sure the nurses were happy, the surgeon, the anaesthetist. Um, kind of a mad job, like crazy pressure. Like private hospitals, they move fast. So it's like quick, high turnover of cases. And, um, you know, the first name on the list is, is, is the theatre technician, if anything goes wrong. You know, if the camera drops out when they're in the middle of, you know, inserting something into someone's stomach, where's the tech? Um, so that was a, an eye-opening experience. Anyway, I realized over a couple of years, I was getting extremely sort of, um, you know, apart from the sort of the, the transition of moving to another country, and there was kind of grief. We spoke about grief in the last episode. Um, 
you know, the, the grief of moving from a life that was, you know, so known to you and so comfortable and then starting again and maybe underestimating the, the yank of that, you know, the kind of the wrench. That was, that was a bit of a process. Um, and you're just then, you know, like a lot of people who move overseas, it's a bit of a scramble to kind of find your bearings and get organized again and, you know, rebuild a life. But in any case, by the time 2013 came around, I was, I don't want to say I was kind of in crisis, but I was really just struggling to kind of find something that was personally fulfilling. Now, I had karate. I was still doing that. And I was you know, involved in a very good club there and teaching and training, making friends, all of that. But um, I just felt, you know, what the hell am I doing with myself? Because, I mean, I didn't set out to work in hospitals. That wasn't the gig I wanted. And I decided to start the, the blog. And I'll tell you what it was. This is interesting. And it comes back to wellness. I read an interview in The Guardian with a musician, singer, called John Grant. Now, he was part, you can look him up. He was part of some other band. I, I, I hadn't heard of him. But I read this interview and he just spoke so candidly and honestly about his own demons. Um, he, you know, he, he's gay and he was talking about his relationships and he was talking about like HIV scares and he was talking about insecurity and depression. And I just read that interview and, and also I remember he was talking, he was doing some collaboration with Sinead O'Connor. So that was a little point of Irish interest. But he came across so well, and I just admired that, you know, I admired him, I admired him sort of just, you know, revealing himself in what, what felt like a really, you know, fearless way. Like, it didn't feel like it was an act. It didn't feel like it was, you know... Uh, it was honest. It came, came across as honest and raw, probably. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I just thought, you know what? That's, that's something I can do. I mean, I've, I've certainly spoken about that stuff with friends. I've accessed a level of, you know, emotional intelligence about myself. And I've sort of always embraced those. I, I had up to that point always embraced those kind of conversations and dynamics with, you know, the people I cared about. Um, and, yeah, like you were speaking before, Shane, about, you know, you know, being able to be inspired. And, like, certainly I was massively inspired by that. I was like, oh, this is, you know, this is just fantastic and i didn't you know sometimes you can, you can be tempted to have the dialogue with yourself like oh yeah but you know he's a really successful artist or oh you know he's he's kind of famous and you know he's doing stuff with Sinead o'connor and you can kind of take yourself out of the the picture now i didn't do that i was just going no this is a person this is just some bloke who's being honest about his emotional turmoil and owning it mm -hmm. and i just thought that's really empowering Mm. And I, I swear it was, that was one thing, right? And then that also around the same time it coincided with me seeing a video on YouTube, some guy, and it wasn't a Ted talk, but it was one of those kind of um, forums. Uh, I think his name is, is it Gary, uh, Gary Vanderchuk or something? Oh man, I'm, I'm, I'm going to sure. regret not checking that. <laughs> anyway, this was this dude, right? And he had been part of some, I guess it was like a, a wine selling family and they had like a wine shop somewhere in America. He's an American guy. And he was just recounting how hard he worked 
to build the business and grow the business. And he was talking about how he used to um, he used to like stay up from like 10 p.m. to 4 a.m. You know, again, I'm paraphrasing this, something like that, some period of time at night where everyone else was asleep. And that's where he was most productive. And he was talking about, like, you know, having to commit to the things you love. And he just kind of he just stood on the stage. He looked out at the audience and he says, if you're not doing something in your life that you love right now, walk away. And again, that was like the second piece of the puzzle for me. I was like, why am I not doing something that I'm passionate about? And do you know what that, that's, that rings very true to this project and my backstory mm -hmm. and probably Chris as well is similar, similar kind of thing, really. Um, yeah. You know, so, the, the, the need, the, 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 I think feeling kind of, A, doing something you love, but not, I think for it, it, it's deeper than that. It's like, I really feel like when I'm feeling that I'm being useful or helpful, then I feel like, okay, this is wor really worth my time, me to put my time into this. And that's, it sounds like a similar kind of, uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, that, that's kind of what I took from it. So, I, you know, I, I, I had been kind of considering the idea of, you know, a website blog, you know, for a long time. And I thought, ah, I just thought, God, there's so much stuff on online that's really, you know, not high quality, a lot of vanity projects, a lot of posing. And I kind of was like, ah, I don't know if I want to put my yeah, put my foot in that water. Oh, it's the same. It's like the the, the worst. Yeah. No offense to anybody out there on YouTube, yeah, but the last exactly. thing I want to be called is a YouTuber. I'm not a YouTuber. <laughs> I'm not a YouTube personality. Somebody asked me yeah. that, and I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> it's like, yeah, well, that's it. Excuse you know, me. and like you kind of, and then you got to go look at this is crazy. Like you're kind of finding excuses not to do something. That's it. And, there. and again, it's another point that we, it was like for every time we came across, like what's a potential barrier. It's like, actually that's not a barrier. Okay. Well, we don't, we're not paying for a website domain. It doesn't mean we can't keep going. Or yeah. if you're, if you're prepared to make those kind of excuses, you're going to find a million of them. And, and you, you won't, yeah. you get very little done that way. I think, I think you, you use a great word there. Like fearless is definitely, or being motivated, I think. I mean, like we've had weeks where like maybe, I mean, I, I had a really bad chest infection. I, I'm just getting over there and there are weeks that I'm tired and I'm, I'm not really able to get uh, as much done. But I do, there, there's been times when we're kind of, or we're, we're, we're getting a little bit burnt out with the project or whatever. That's what happens. That's normal. But I've, I found that when I'm feeling like that, if I can just push myself that little bit to kind of go, hey, do you know what? Just try and just see. And most of the time it goes like, way better than I expected and I kind of go well, Jesus what was I worried about at all you know yeah. but it, it, that is a process as well though it's not like it's just a switch it's not like a, you know I'm not I'm not going to pretend like oh I can just pretend that everything is grand and come on here and act like yeah you know? like if I was after having a really bad day tomorrow I'd have a hard time coming on here and just pretending like everything was okay I don't do that sure like, sure yeah you know? and I think um you know, I think that's, you know, that, like it's healthy to kind of just acknowledge that and go, it's okay, I don't have to be on the whole time. And even when you're on doing this kind of thing, you can still bring a little bit of that reality with you and go, actually, yeah, a bit low energy today or I'm feeling a bit flat. But, um, you know, I'm here, I'm present and I know what I have to do. And that's like, that's, you know, that's just being responsible and, you know, owning your stuff. Um, but again like to go back to the to that journey that i went on it was like okay i i, I need I, i'm not going to think about any of that stuff and the, you know the negative connotations are 
you know, what I see as the, the less attractive side of being, you know, an online presence. And I just started writing the blog and um, it just quickly sort of, it was clear that, you know, the, the first people who started to read what I was doing were responding very strongly to what I was putting out there. So I kind of got this instant validation that felt very organic and very right. And I thought, okay, I'm just going to lean into this. And it was only a month or two later, like maybe four or five, you know, articles, posts in that I wrote about depression and, you know, you know, my own kind of battle with depression. And that seemed to be like, you know, I had a cousin who's going, did you start the blog so you could write about depression? I said, no, not consciously. You know, maybe maybe on a subconscious level, I did want to kind of go public, but um, it wasn't an conscious. Out, it is an outlet. Um, it's an outlet, yeah. and, and but that, to me, like, I mean, we, we, we come across a similar thing. Like, we don't want to be painted with a brush that, like, oh, you're going, you're going for that dollar, you're going for the wellness dollar, or things like that. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know. So it's 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 on our radar too, but it's like it's totally like no, like this is just like we like to talk about depression because we've had like everyone I think have had our own battles, and mm. we 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 like to show, hey, do you know what, guys? It's it's really more than okay to talk about this stuff. Yeah. yeah. I think Absolutely. that was one that's of the it. biggest motivators for us, Chris, I think, wasn't it? Yeah, that's it. It's kind of like we want to outreach to people on the margins of society, but not in a head patting dairy air way, like, you know. Sure. It's a tightrope that we have to walk. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I think, um, like, like, I think to, to speak about it, to write about it, whatever, you know, whatever your, you know, your stuff is, whether it's, you know, depression or social anxiety or, you know, God, you I mean there's, there's so many different things that could be holding you back or, you know, be your burden that you carry, um, you know, health situations. I mean, I, I don't know what your process was, you know, psychologically or emotionally, Shane, with ME. Um, I mean, I've, I've, one of my cousins has been, you know, you know, has that as well. And it's, um, you know, it's massive. It's a massive thing. But I think what I come back to is we can get caught up in the, you know, in the negative zone, like in what's lacking. Oh, you know, I, I get stuck just focusing on the empty space. And then that becomes, it becomes, you know, it's, it's, it's very powerful. Like it's like a vortex that, you know, takes over our view of ourselves. And I think ultimately my sort of, I don't, you know, victory is too dramatic a word, but I sort of my, my success in changing my relationship with depression was this doesn't define you. Mm. And I think that's a really key idea that, you know, it's only one part of my experience. It's only one part of who I am. I think Tara, that's, uh, that sounds a, bit, a little bit like acceptance as well. Oh, big time. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. yeah, no, definitely. Um, but, you know, acceptance, I, I think you know, we can use a word like acceptance and we all kind of nod our heads wisely and go, oh yeah, acceptance, cool, I get it. Acceptance is, the, you know, Acceptance is the end result of yeah. a lot of hard work though. Exactly, yeah. That's it. That's you know what, what I mean? Yeah, no, that's it. I don't like, like to say acceptance and I mean, we, we mentioned Duna, her and already and uh, that, the exact same thing came up was that like, well, it's like, I, 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 I was telling a story about how 
some of the really profound realizations I had about my own relationship with whether it was grief or depression or anxiety or different things. It was like I had to go through that to get to a point where I was then able to acknowledge it. And um, previous to that, I think when depression was a bit more, it was hard, more of a challenge to deal with it and to process it was before when I wasn't really aware of it. So I didn't notice how low I was actually going. But when you mm. go through those processes, I don't, it's imp I think it's important not to get too hung up on, oh, I'm at this phase or I have to get to this bit. And I mean, I remember, I remember um, with, a, with, a, with a fairly traumatic bereavement um, saying to my to family member, I was like, what is this about acceptance? You know, I don't want to accept this ever happened. I'm never going to accept this. And she said mm. to me, Shane, I think when people talk about acceptance, they mean they accept that it's happened. And that was really profound for me that I realized, well, I can accept that this is a thing. I don't have to accept that it's okay. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not talking about depression. I'm talking about like a loss of bereavement, you know, and that, that will stay with me. I think I, I, I never, I don't think I ever have to accept. There are things that are wrong that shouldn't mm -hmm. happen. That's a fact of life. And we don't sure. have to accept that. I mean, like I, altruism is something I'm kind of interested in, but I don't really practice it. And I'm, it's not a skill I have a hundred percent down, but I, I don't think I'll ever accept that there are things that are, like are wrong that are kind of okay i kind of i wouldn't prescribe to that at all um, No, that's uh, that's fair enough i mean that's um you know that's just me now i don't know maybe we could have another conversation about that i'm gonna pull up a quick quote here because it's i Over. just i literally just came across this yesterday chris you might help me out with some of the uh this is going to be something we're going to be covering a little bit more before the years out you're on mute there chris are you yeah i'm back in you're back now. in the room check this out this is, um, I just randomly came across this um, and it reads, when we lose confidence in our inner voice, we live in fear of it. And that's from E. Vicio. How do you say that, Chris? Can you see that? Uh, I can't really enlarge a bit. Can't really. I can spell it for you. <laughs> yeah, go for it. Uh, and for people who are just listening to this right now, if you want to see the video, you can find it for free on YouTube at the Calm Projects podcast. And we have two channels up there, which gets a little bit confusing, but it's not that confusing. The dark channel is mainly the podcast content. And can you tell I lost my place? <laughs> yeah. There we go. Uh, e dot V E double C H I O. And he's... Evetio. Evetio. And that's... Um, a Native American chief or something, something to that effect. Another one, Chris, you might like, I'll just wind out while I'm at it. This is really profound uh, from Ramta. The greatest prayer you could ever pray is to laugh every day. I just thought that was really profound. Like that's the kind of a fearless thing, you know, I'd laugh in the face of fear almost kind of thing. Every day be able to laugh. Like, you know, it's like, I don't know if I, I, I think I probably, no, I've definitely had days I didn't laugh for sure. <laughs> so, mm. And yeah, minor, minor. I think we've all had them days. Yeah, well, up to a point, I think. Um, but um, there's another phrase brought to mind there as well, which is uh, bravery isn't the lack of fear. It's the lack of letting fear stop you. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah we're I getting think, uh, yeah, I was uh, actually I was I was speaking about that the other week on one of the uh, the podcast episodes, uh, Chris, and I was expressing it, you know, similarly. Um, you know, bravery is not the absence of fear. 
um, it's doing things in spite of the presence of fear. Mm, that that that's actually probably a more re- uh, that that was um, I forget who said that actually. It was actually um, uh, I think it was one of the American presidents, wasn't it? They they come out with some good stuff. Those guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh Lord! So, sorry for I mean, it's, kind of, it's kind of a cliche, but it's a cliche for a reason, you know. Well, it's true. Know, there's, always, there's always truth. Cliches come from truth. It's just when people start saying them without investing them with with meaning or a real consideration, mm. then they become empty. It's like you know, it's like all the, you know, when you see those posts on social media of butterflies with you know today's you know a gift. That's why it's called the present. Like that sort of stuff makes me want to scream. And <laughs> It makes me wretch a little bit. <laughs> it just throws in my mouth a bit. And, um, yeah. and yeah, you know, the thing is, like, they're actually they're actually lovely messages and lovely ideas, but it's like people just like, throw them out there, like you know, it's uh, it's cookie cutter wisdom and insight, and hmm. you know, sure, there's websites not... where you can download them for putting on your Facebook page, like you know, yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. that's how they're doing it, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? There's, there's like the inspiration, inspirationalquotes.com. And yeah. you just kind of copy and paste to your Facebook, you know? And then people walk away and they go, oh, Chris is so amazing. Oh, he's so deep. <laughs> yeah, and then like a week later, like, is this what Twitter is? What was I yeah. thinking? <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> There's alligators under the water. <laughs> but I, um, I went on a minor skew there, Dyer, sorry. That's um, okay. No, you're, you're grand. You're grand. It's, it's, we're, we're jumping around a bit. It's all good. I, just while you were looking at the Indians, um, I was... I was double checking the name of that guy who uh, you know inspired me, uh, Gary Vaynerchuk. That's all one word: Vaynerchuk. V A Y N E R C H U K. And he's a like an American Belarusian entrepreneur. And there was a link to wine, but anyway. Um, but yeah, the the my 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 website has the the subtitle as well of. Um, decluttering clarifying and connecting and that's definitely been a central kind of process to my own kind of journey with wellness and you know the the, you think about it like even the title okay of course the title incorporates my name but the clear out i think this idea of having channels of communication and channels of engagement between you and the world, between you and other people, between you and yourself, channel between your thoughts and your emotions, um, you know, you know, the, a channel between you and your demons, a channel between you and your aspirations, your hopes, your dreams. The if there's loads of, you know, obstacles and blockages in those channels, that makes for a lot of stress. And it makes for a lot of aggravation and static in your life. So the cleaner those channels can be, the faster you can express yourself well, express yourself honestly, the faster you can connect with people and, um, you know, faster you can connect with people in an honest, meaningful way, the faster you can address your you know, your dark side, your demons, the shadow side, the faster you can express your hopes and desires. And, and we are, Tara, you know, we, are, we are like social people. We really do need that. And 
back to the ME thing or the pandemic thing and lockdown and like isolation was something I kind of thought I was used to. And mm. then when I kind of really felt the need, like jeepers, you know, I think I'm really going to have to reach out a bit and connect with people. I was, I just felt so isolated, but it was like over a period of time I'd gotten used to that. But when, when I did actually reach out and I highly recommend anybody out there, if you're feeling a bit isolated or a little bit low, or if any of the things we're talking about today is kind of touching a bit, you know, I really encourage people look, go out there and look, there's lots of help. If you don't have anybody in your immediate circle to talk to, there's lots and lots of help out there. But I think actually being willing to go and look or ask for that help or talk about how you're feeling is you're already kind of half the, more than half the battle is almost done, I think, you know, and it wasn't until I did that, that I realized, do you know, and I do like my own company, but in the right measure. And I realized, you know, yeah. I, I thought I was used to this isolation thing and I'm just not. And we need we need to actively be around other people or ta even at least talk to people, whether it's over the phone and get a bit of fresh energy and a bit of fresh activity and not get too bogged down. Because um, we can't, we can't, Derek, can't we? We can kind of carry this stuff with us a lot and we don't even realise we're actually carrying it, I think. Oh, no, 100%. Um, I think, you know, there's, I think, you know, some people can be very um, independent minded and very self-reliant and that, you know, they're, they're great things. Like they're really admirable qualities, but sometimes a person like that can find it difficult to extend trust and vulnerability to other people um, to show I'm actually, you know, I've got some stuff going on. And they'll, they'll take that load themselves. I mean, and like, you know, I suppose historically and traditionally, that was the male pattern. Um, you know, a man wouldn't open up and share that stuff. He'd walk the walk, put on an outward show of strength, you know, being resolute and tough. But inside, he's kind of dying or inside mm -hmm. having these very... That, um, that kind of segues you know, into that. And the art project you're doing as well with the, with the youth centres. Yeah, nice one, Chris. Absolutely. Um, I'll, 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 I'll be happy to expand on that in a second. Um, but, you know, the point I was going to make is, you know, a person who just takes on that load all by themselves, uh, that's, you know, and, and kind of goes fully internal is how I would describe it, mm. where they're absolutely, the gaze has gone in and that's where they think, I'm going to sort all of this out myself, when actually you know, a lot of us just aren't equipped. We're not equipped to to do that. And the benefits of just being able to talk about it, just even, you know, and it's not about finding, you know, the solution right there and then, but it's just to put it out of yourself so you can see it. And I mean, that goes back again to, you know, you know and you'll see, I, I write about it on the, you know, in my description of the website, I wanted to get out, get stuff out of my head and onto the page where I could see it. And then I can analyze it and process it and mm. decide how to go forward. Um, and so, yeah, like that, 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 that's the, I suppose that's one of the dangers of being too isolated and too, um, you know, too kind of self-dependent. Like the, I certainly, uh, you know, and more and more in recent years, I use my friends constantly as part of my support network and reach out and talk regularly, text, voice messages, Zooms. Um, it doesn't have to be, you know, in the flesh, although that's obviously the nicest. Mm. Um, and that continues to be enormously beneficial 
to my own kind of well-being and my own sort of processing. So, I think, uh, yeah, I think so it's, yeah. it's kind of funny because I think it, with or without the pandemic, that would be true. But I think it's more true than ever right now. And for me and Chris, yeah. it was a similar thing through the whole pandemic. We were on to each other. How are you doing? Are you OK? And literally we'd be on hours to, to, uh, on the phone talking to each other, sometimes even on the phone for 10 minutes without saying a word because he'd be off doing a bit of cooking and I'd be doing whatever I'm doing. I'd be like, hey, are you still there? Yeah, yeah, I'm here. All right, are you good? Yeah, I'm good. And it might sound a bit cheesy and a bit corny, but like we didn't plan it that way. We just had a genuine interest sometimes in Sometimes the cooking was cheesy and corny. But <laughs> <laughs> um, it gives a sense of company, like, you know? Yeah. It's a sense of company, even if they're not talking. Like, Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I think, um, I don't know if you can hear that in the background. Yeah, can. The, 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 the guinea pigs are going off. Oh. <laughs> it's, it's normally my birds that get in the way of doing stuff yeah. as well. And they're part of the show too, don't worry, it's okay. Yeah, they get producers' credits. Um, <laughs> Oh, that's 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 thrown me completely. Listening to those guys. <laughs> what were we talking about? The uh, cheesy, the corny. Uh, we're talking. Oh yeah, the, the, you know, company. You were saying mm. about company, Chris. I think, um, you know, it's 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 being heard. That's a that's a big part of it. Um, and I think if you think about social unrest, and you think about the, you know, there's a lot of a lot of kind of social unrest and economic imbalance you know, in our society and around the world. And, you know, people who feel sort of shut out, like you referred to kind of hoping to reach people on the margins. Um, and there's nothing more disempowering in a way than not being given a voice and not being allowed to speak. I used to do, I used to run this experiment in my, you know, in classes in school to try and illustrate to students the amount of power they had. And, I'd ask a student to tell me something and then I'd immediately shut them off the second they started speaking. And then I'd apologize and go, go again. And again, I'd jump in and just shut them off and say, no, be quiet. And I kept on doing that. So you can see they're getting really frustrated. And then I'd say, see, that's power. Being allowed to speak is power. Um, and being heard is power. And being seen is power. So when you're deprived of your voice and when you're pushed away and shut down, um, and you know, this goes back to something we were talking about um, before we started recording. Shane, you were talking about, like, you know, the punitive model in mm -hmm. schools. Um, and I, I think, like anything that I've done as a teacher over the years, whether in the classroom or in martial arts settings, it's all about trying to empower the people in front of me. Mm. Um, now, you know, in a martial arts setting, it's not so much about allowing people to speak because. Uh, that would just wreck the flow of a class. So the ones who want to talk all the time are like, no, no, just train. <laughs> but you get the idea. Um, so yeah, that goes back to your um, your phone calls, your lovely phone calls when the cooking was being done. It's knowing someone is there with you. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. That's, big that's, that's, that's big stuff. Yeah, it really um, is. And especially like when, we, when we're talking about things like depression and stuff like that, sometimes that's like maybe all you need is somebody just to be like, hey, how are you doing? And it's so easy. Sure. It's such an easy thing to do is to, I, I've said it before, I'm going to say it again now. If you do ask somebody how they are, like be ready to listen or else, you know, you don't have to ask somebody how they are. But if you do, it's probably, you know, probably be nice to, 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 to be ready to listen. Yeah, it's a funny one. That's, um, I mean, that's, 
that, that's one of the kind of the scariest questions sometimes is how are you? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, so I, I really agree with what you just said there. It's, um, if you're going to ask someone, you know, get ready. Like, you know, are you, are you genuinely ready to receive? Mm. Um, because it can't just be, you know, if it's just a generic, ah, how are you? Yeah, yeah, grand, grand, grand. Okay, that's fine. They're, they're, you know, that, that can be absolutely the appropriate choice. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the time, that's the only choice that's really appropriate. But I think if you're really genuinely reaching out to someone, you kind of go, okay, well, they might have something that they want to offload. And I'm not going to ask if I'm not ready to listen. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? that's it. And sometimes as well, I think I, I, I've said it before as well. I, I mean, if you're picking up that somebody's like not feeling well and they don't feel like talking about it, it's it's okay. I think okay to ask and then not push them to talk about it as well. Like yeah, that's not yeah, usually absolutely. not a good idea absolutely. either. I, yeah. I, I I have um a comical kind of throwaway one liner for that. You know, when someone goes, ah, I'm okay. I go, that wasn't too convincing at all. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and that kind of sometimes opens them up a bit, like to, you know, yeah. Well, there you go. And I mean, like, that's, um, that's absolutely right, Chris, the kind of, you know, we were, we were talking earlier about, you know, trying to laugh every day, but humor, humor is a great way in humor. It's, it's a great, it's very disarming, mm. you know, it is. Um, yeah. So if you're like, if you're being really serious and intense and I want to help that can scare people away, but like, you know, you kind of keep it light and it's, you know, it's, I think it's about creating a safe space. Absolutely. And, you know, that, that, that's what encourages the trust. To feel I can open up and you can, you know, you're, you're, well, the way I think of it anyway is you're, you're trying to lower the stakes and go, yeah. this isn't all or nothing. This isn't, you know, life and death. Although, you know, sometimes depression can feel like that if it is depression. Um, but it's kind of going, you know, it's okay to talk. Like talking, that's, you know, the stakes don't get much lower than that. And you create the conditions where someone can go, this is a safe place. You're not going to go and share this with anybody else whatever it doesn't matter you know you, you find out you know that's in the moment it's going to be between those two individuals to to set the terms if terms need to be set mm-hmm. and you're, you're you're allowing the person who's in the more vulnerable position to say this is as much as i can handle this is as much as i can do and you go well that's perfectly fine if that that gets you to even a slightly better place you know let's do it absolutely and it's again it goes back to this isolation thing and and, and with depression how you can really just feel so isolated and uh, it's a topic we do love to get into and it's, 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 it's I mean, you could, we could probably talk all day about it, but again, like when you're depressed, you, you, unless you've, unless you've built up a bit of familiarity with it and you've developed kind of coping mechanism or skill set to deal with it, it can be in when you're, when you're new to it, it can be kind of hard to recognize. But again, coming mm-hmm. back to just talking about things and kind of saying like, jeepers, you know, I'm not the only one feeling like this. And this is, I don't have, I don't, you know, I'm, I'm not I'm not like a freak because I have like these feelings or anything like that because stig- sure. stigma is 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 such a, um, a, a a terrible thing that affects people as well as the condition they're going through whether it's um, a disability or depression or whatever whatever people have going on. Yeah, I think um, I, I I would have certainly noticed since coming back. I mean, I was away in Australia for ten years. We moved back at the start of the pandemic, so spring of last year but I certainly noticed uh, in Ireland it just feels like the conversations around um, around mental health and around disability around you know difference othering you know it just feels like socially culturally we're in a much better place 
um, and that at least the conversation is out there. And it feels certainly my perception is the stigma feels far less than it would have been in the past. You're right, Aaron. Um, and you know, I think you're probably a good thing. Absolutely. And I think you probably have a good measure on that, given that you were living away from Ireland altogether for a while. Yeah. I'd imagine you weren't totally cut off, but did it when you're when you're literally oceans away and to come yeah, back exactly. and, and see it now? I would definitely agree with you, but I think you, you must have a pretty strong measuring stick on that. Um, it's kind of funny. I think the pandemic really, uh, there's been, again, back to the altruism thing. I don't like to be too altruistic about things, but there is opportunities to grow now and and to improve. Things are not perfect. They never will be, but there's an opportunity right now to grow and, you know, um, in our own time. And, and like, I, I like the way, Dari, you, you, you're saying like a safe space is really an important thing for for mm. whether it's growth or just talking. Um, and we, we spent a, quite a lot of time last month and the previous month talking about uh, mental wellness and a bit about depression and the stigma and it has definitely been lessened but we've we've come across it already like just doing this and kind of we've had to be we're we always try and be sensitive about it uh but there is still a certain um the conversation is definitely gone but there's still work to be done i would say a lot. Oh, yeah. no yeah. doubt no yeah. doubt no it's not we're, we're not like you know, we're not suddenly fixed, so to speak. Um, but I think, you know, like, you know, like to go back to your idea of, you know, altruism. I mean, another way to express that is selflessness. And I think that can be confusing when we spend so much time talking about wellness and, you know, getting myself well and living my best life. It can, it, it can become, it can become sort of a, a very self oriented project, but, I think that's that's not the that's not the end goal. It's like you kind of get yourself right. So as as you said earlier, you can be of more use to other people. Um, I mean, I often think of the, you know, the the airplane safety advice. It's like you know, when the plane's going down, put your own oxygen mask on first, and then you put it on your kid. Yeah. Um, and I mean, as a parent, you know, you might think, oh no, I'd, I'd always try and save my kid first. But I mean, you can't. Yeah. You, you know. You're in a much stronger position. If you're, I'm strong, I'm safe now. I'm in a much better position to take care of the people close to me and around me. Um, and in a way, like that's, I suppose, you know, broadly speaking, I think that's one of the ways I would view, you know, wellness as a, you know, if the, if one's personal wellness then is a, a vehicle for social wellness, like that's the model. It's like, well, if I'm well, I'm in a much better position to contribute good things my community or the communities I come in contact with and you know I, I would think if you know like, like it would be lovely to think that a change of attitude that may have emerged out of the pandemic is a little bit more we're just a little bit more outward looking again and a little bit you know more you know embracing of the idea of minding each other and minding ourselves and you know thinking look we are actually all in this together and you know we live together and this is, especially you know, this is our shot. This is our shot. This is our life at this moment. This is the world we're we've been born into, and you know how good a job can we do to kind of really think beyond just the you know the Mayfane kind of attitude. So I don't yeah. know. Look, it's 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 a wait and see situation, is it? You know, we don't know where we're going to settle once this once this kind of evens out, mm. I mean, as you said, it's not going to be exactly the same as it was before, but like, that's life. I mean, you know, 
we're probably naive. I mean, that, that's how yeah. life always is with or yeah. without pandemics. It's yeah. never the same as it was before. Yeah. You mm, know? That's it. So Dara, we're, I'm just keeping an eye on the clock there. We, we, we're getting <laughs> lo- we're getting loads done there. But I'd, I'd, I'd love to hear a bit more about the community kind of outreach stuff you do, because I, I love the fact that, um, like like we were saying earlier, you're not coming on here just with like actually uh, really opinionated. Like you seem like a guy. Yeah. I, actually, I, I'd like, I, I don't think you'll mind me saying a fairly deep guy. And I find it interesting and a lot of parallels with other topics and guests we've had on that you're in you're very interested in helping people and teaching in general it seems mm. so do you want to tell what what's the current um is there an outreach one at the moment that's happening that you're yeah working? yeah so basically um a, an actor i worked with many years ago reached out to me a couple of months ago uh to tell me about this community arts uh you know community arts collaborative arts outreach projects that he and his theatre company had got involved in. So his theatre company is called Broken Talkers. His name is Phelan Cannon, and he has a company with uh, Gary Keegan. So they set up this company nearly 20 years ago, and they've been tipping away, doing great work over the years. And they got involved with an artist uh, whose name is Fiona Whelan. And so, so they all then were connected to Rialto Youth Project. And Fiona Whelan and Rialto Youth Project had done a women's sort of project on exploring the, you know, the women's experience um, in that community. And Fiona came away from it and was like, okay, these are really amazing women, you know, what they're experiencing in terms of, you know, social disadvantage and maybe instances of domestic violence and, you know, drugs in the area. Um, But obviously women of great strength and resilience and, she said they were always talking about their amazing sons and these beautiful sons that they had. But the, you know, they were fearful because of the, the male role models around them. And so Fiona and you know the, the guys in Broken Talkers and Rialto Youth Project, they were all thinking, okay, well, maybe, maybe we could come up with a, another project to really focus on these young boys and see where their heads are at and how they view you know, masculinity in their community. But you know, Tara, it's, it, just, it just occurs to me as you, as, you, as you talk about that, at the end of the, the day, like, our kids are the next the next ones in line. So, like, we got we to gotta make sure we're leaving the place, not only leaving the place in, in, in a better, if we can, uh, state yeah. than we found it in, but we've seriously got to be keeping an eye out on the younger generation now. And, like, oh, yeah. if we're finding Absolutely. it hard, like, things have just changed so much as far as how saturated we are in technology and just on a, sh- on a, on a slight segue back to what we were saying about how people do seem to be more interested in each other and looking after each other. And I see it around here, even where I am, that, like, the kids are literally back out on their bikes again. They're sick of the Xbox. Yeah, yeah. They're sick of the phone. Yeah. And it's brilliant. Yeah. And I noticed it's like when the kids go on their midterm, it's like up until the pandemic, you'd never see them on their on uh, on their midterms. They were all inside, stuck on yeah, whatever they were. And now it's now it's it does seem like it's um the other way around. And I, I just think that kind of work you're talking about there, it's like it's so vital actually that we that we look into our communities and see how are how are kids actually getting on and what like what's yeah. going on for them because we might think we're having a hard time, but things have moved at such a fast pace that it yeah, must yeah, be so sure. dizzying. Like. And yeah, you know, and and they're you know, children they're always vulnerable, you know, and they, you know adults probably learn how to mask that and cover it up and cope. But mm. 
you know, yeah. we've built up our coping mechanisms yeah. over numbers of years exactly. that they just don't have. No, <laughs> correct. Um, so, so anyway, the, the, the evolution of this was that the guys, they did, they launched this um, project called uh, What Does He Need? And they were, they, I think they originated it in Rialto and they worked with this bunch of, you know, young guys and created a poster campaign. I think there was a video as well. And the idea is the, the young guys with the artist uh, and the youth workers, they build a boy. And the idea is that they work on this idea of creating, conceiving a boy who lives in their community. And they decide how old he is. They decide his name. They decide what his interests are, what he likes to wear, you know, the football team he supports, if that's what they're into and what he's going to do with his life. And it, you know, I'm, a, I'm literally about to start the process now with a new, a new project. There's about eight of them, I think, now in either starting or in the middle of the process, all around Dublin. I know there's one in Donny Carney. That's fabulous. Um, yeah, I know there's, uh, they're, they're about to start it in St. Michael's uh, School in the Transition Year program there. And I'm about to start this Friday, I think it's going to be my first day, um, to work with uh, Briar, Ballymun Regional Youth Resource. And I'm going to be working with a couple of brilliant uh, youth workers there, Ken and Kev. And it's going to be those two and myself and their group. And we're going to be doing it once a week on a Friday, um, probably right through till the end of January and see where we can get with their, but Darren, you know, their advice to come into them. This like was this did this start up then like this current one was a pre-pandemic or was it kind of what happened with it's the pandemic been, and yeah it started no it started pre-pandemic I think they first got the ball rolling um, in 2019 and I think at the start of the pandemic yeah last year I think I was still in Australia I started to see because of my connection with the lads at the, at the theater company I started to see a bit of stuff on social media these beautiful drawings. Of, of the boy that had been created um, and talking about what he needed. And I, I, I didn't, I couldn't work out what it was. But like when my friend, when Phelan reached out to me a few months ago, I said, look, we want new artists to be involved. And he used the hook. He was very clever. He said, we're looking for good men. <laughs> and I, I thought of you. So, I mean, it's very hard not to respond to that. And I go, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm down. I'm in. Well, where do I sign? So um, I had an amazing day last week at Rialto Youth Project where all the different people involved in the current projects, we all met for a day to just have a look at the whole process and get a little bit of feedback and, you know, just kind of connect with some other people. So it's, it's, a, it's an amazing um, collaborative situation between like youth workers, artists, schools, special needs assistants, uh, and these brilliant sort of youth work organisations across the city. But Dara, you know, that's, that's wonderful. Yeah. I'd, I'd really love to, we're, we're going to have you back, I'm sure, very yeah. soon, but I'd love to touch base again with you on that and, 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 learn, and find out how's it going between now and the new year and in the new year, because that sounds yeah, like a definitely. really worthwhile project. Yeah, really interesting. I'm really excited to get started and just trying to go in with an open mind and you know let the let the young guys be the experts i mean it's going to be it's going to be led by them you know that's the that's the idea so again you're talking about empowering um i mean last week i was kind of we were sort of just you know spitballing a bit and talking you know like, well, what are your perspectives how are you seeing this project and i mentioned something that it seemed no one else had 
had it seemed it hadn't occurred to anybody else. But I was going, isn't it? You know, one fascinating thing about this is you're giving boys the power of childbirth, um, which is normally female power. And I just thought that was kind of like, I just thought that was an interesting idea to kind of go, you know, will, will these guys engage with that idea that like they're the life givers? And what does that change in how they interact with this creation? Um, because, you know, that's a huge area of difference between it, it sounds, you know, men and women. It sounds there like a, a great uh, um practice or exercise in empathy and empathy is not sure. exclusive to well i'm a man and so i can i can under i have empathy with you because you're a man like it doesn't yeah, that's yeah. not really empathy like absolutely yeah no it's but i mean look i think probably i mean we haven't spoken about my my acting really but i mean like that's kind of the actor's thing isn't it to try and get your head into another character and try and see things from someone else's perspective mm. and then hope something of your something authentic in yourself can inform how you interpret that uh, character or how you represent them. Um, and I think, I think, you know, writers do that as well, certainly in my kind of short stories. And um, I mean, I think my poetry is probably my most personal Ooh. thing where my, my poems are quite close to what I, you know, we've got um, you speaking of poetry, Dara, yeah. we, we've got you on a promise. You're going to do a little bit of reading for us. It almost slipped yeah. my mind. And we are yeah, running, right. we are running, uh, running must a, be. a wee bit tight, but a, can, can we, could we squeeze in a little bit of your, your stuff to take? Yeah, sure. I'll, um, let me just bring something up here for you. And again, guys, um, you know, Dara, you can, you can tell just from a few, a few, a few, a few words from Dara that he's doing some great work, really good work that this guy is focused on. And I highly re recommend that he's go and check out the clear out, uh, dot com and his podcast, uh, the clear out podcast, wellness with attitude. And his Patreon. His Patreon too, if you float around on Patreon or if you... <laughs> You have a few grand you want to drop on a podcast, let me know. <laughs> yeah. You can let us know as well if you want. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We'll spread, yeah. spread the wealth, yeah. spread the Absolutely. love. Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. But I do, guys, really, Dara, we're, lo we're loving this. We're loving this conversation and we're going to continue oh, with likewise. this. It's, uh, all, it's always really so refreshing look, to see other people out there kind of being active and, and doing inspiring work. It's always very refreshing. Yeah, cool. Nice one. I feel, I feel the same way. Um, look, I'll, I'll read you this poem. Uh, now, a couple of these are up on the, the website anyway, but this was one I wrote last year when I was still in Melbourne. We're getting ready to move back to Ireland and the pandemic had started. My daughter was home from school a lot. Um, so they must have been on lockdown already. And, you know, every day she was just in my face and wanting to mess and horseplay and fool around. And um, this poem, um, you know, it's what came out of it. Because uh, I felt like she was sort of looking at me as someone who was basically unkillable. <laughs> oh. doing her, doing her, she was doing her best to test that out to its limit. <laughs> uh, so I wrote this poem, it's called uh, Closer. When will it be that she sees the shock of the old? When will she stop in her tracks, stop her breath, and take charge of my feelings so that I'm not hurt by more than the passing of time. No time soon. She marauds over me like terrain to be conquered. My arms are limbs to swing from. My legs and back juts and jags of rock and granite to be scaled and hammered 
my head a peak to stand atop, to command her domain. She sets her feet on me, trusting the ground won't give way. There is no discussion or greeting, no approach, no preamble. I am a cliff face up which to scramble, ageless and eternal, forever there. How could I not repay the compliment by standing tall as the sky, like a caveman trying to reach the sun? That's that one, lads. That was beautiful, Nick. That was beautiful. Um, Yeah. Uh, like I say, the poems are definitely the most kind of personal. When they do short stories, they're not that as close to me. But poems often come from a very immediate experience. Um, I'll give you one other one in the same sort of territory. Um, oh, this I was, was one I wrote a couple sorry, of years ago. I'm going to say, I'm going to. Oh yeah, absolutely, yeah. I, I I was talking on mute again there for a second. I was just saying how much I loved that. Oh, that was uh, lovely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, nice one. Um. So this was one I wrote a couple of years ago. Um, it, was, it was some sort of significant anniversary, uh, a wedding anniversary for myself and my wife. So it might have been like um, 15 years married or something like that. Um, this one is called, I mean, really what I was trying to do, I was trying to kind of capture the impact my wife had on my life when we met and when we got married. So, um, yeah, this one's called Oxygen. Two shots from our wedding day. One before and one after the contract was signed. The first in black and white shows me a rabbit caught in life's headlights, stunned and scared but I have no memory of it. The second in color shows us kissing and I am blowing your head off with my intent or perhaps my gratitude. You gave me permission to be myself. You looked at me without fear, disapproval or judgment. You looked at me and said, you, I see you, I see. You gave me the mouthpiece and turned the valve. You gave me oxygen. I said, oh, this is what it's like to breathe. There you go. Ah, uh, very, very kind lads. Ah, uh, not at all. I'd love yeah. to hear more of that. <laughs> yeah, well, there's a few. There's probably about a dozen up on the website at this stage, and then there's other ones I haven't put up there. But there's, there's two recent ones I put up, actually. One, I put up one a couple of, two months ago about my dad, because he's getting on in years, and, you know, he's having issues with his memory. Oh, there's a photo. We were actually looking at that one, yeah. 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 So he's, um, he's just turned 79. And it was funny, I was thinking about him earlier there, uh, Shane, you were talking about, you know, the children being the next generation and, you know, what, you know, what are we leaving behind? And like my dad's always making the joke, 
you know, he kind of goes like, ah, I'm not much longer for this world. And listen, I'm sorry about the state I've left it in. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, he's just, he's happy enough in himself. But um, yeah, it's a funny one. Anyway, there you go. Yeah. Well, listen, Dyer, we've got, we got to thank you so much again. It was your absolute pleasure to get to talk to you like this. And um, you'll be back soon and people can look forward to that. But if you, if you can't wait, you need to get over to Dyer's podcast, the Clear Out, po the Clear Out podcast. And Dyer, I'm glad you mentioned your, your second name is Clear because I was wondering about that. Oh, yeah. Is his name really Clear? What is this? But I love that. It, it, it yeah. kind of seems like these... Uh, weird happy accidents seem to happen on these projects where you kind of go oh yeah we can totally go with that <laughs> you know they're kind of there's no barriers it's fine it's fine exactly um, exactly so there if you want to if you want to hang on the line for a minute and um, we're just going to close out the the bumpers here and we'll we'll, we'll say goodbye to you off air before we shut it down and i gotta go Thanks, i gotta go man. i gotta go ramble so again thanks a million there not at all my pleasure great to talk to you both and thanks for having me on look forward to coming on again yeah, you're very more than welcome. And if there's anything that we can do for you at all, or you want to give us a shout about anything, anytime, um, and it's not just a throwaway thing, you might notice that we say that to like all of our guests, but that's because they're the type of guests that we'd like to have on. They're people that we see are worthwhile. That's because we have really good guests. It's tough the landing there. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so let's see if I can get through another... Uh, outro I think I can what do you reckon Chris are you going to take any bets Chris can I get it right this time um, I will bet 50 quattaloos alright you're on <laughs> adios right. there thanks a million I'm the, I'm the newcomer <laughs> nice one lads bye bye slant slant all the best take it easy cheers now how to do it now oh that's Chris here we go okay there we go well Chris that was great we won't hang around guys uh, thanks a million for everybody uh, and if you want to get in touch with us, you can reach us at canprojects.info at gmail.com and you can find us on spreaker.com. Lots of content on there, guys. You get it for free. It has ads. Uh, if you want to help us out, you could subscribe. <laughs> that would be nice sometime, maybe. Um, <laughs> or you can just join the show like most people do and enjoy. And please do enjoy. And if you can, look after yourselves and each other and keep well. <laughs>